listening to Free Beers and a Movie. Nice. Hello and welcome to episode 321 of Three Beers and a Movie. I'm Ricky Laird and I'm with... Ted Rogers. Ted Rogers. That was, a, that was a reference for anyone that's as old as we and remembers 321. Um, the game Dusty show with Ted Rogers. Dusty Bin. Yeah, Dusty Bin. Well done, sir. I'm impressed. Way before my yeah. time, I remember on like clip shows and stuff like that. you done that week in a weird finger movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, can't, I can't do it. It's really... It didn't really fast. Well, I'm like, you're a fucking weirdo. The thing is, someone slowed it down like on... when like, I remember watching the clip show and someone quote slowed it down and he can't do it either. It just, it's all just... He's just moving his fingers. He's like, what are you doing? But um, yeah, yeah, so, so um, I'm calling Mackay, I'm not really Ted Rogers, but no, um, yeah, Rogers. Free two, episode 3, 2, 1, that's cool, I, I didn't click until you said that, well done. There's no Friday night call, it is cold, it is dark outside, Scotland is now, we've, we've almost just skipped autumn now, we're just, we're just moving into winter now really, aren't we're we? Pre- aye, I we're, we're pretty much straight in, aye, just fucking, you know, like summer, autumn lasted a week and then boom, there you go, that's you, you're just cold and miserable, um, yeah. and then the clock, the clock's done their, their sneaky... Going, Think, going forth, yes. isn't, no, back, isn't it? Aye. Back, yeah, uh, fell back. Uh, yeah, they fall back. Uh, so it's like fucking, aye, you, we were talking about it a moment ago, it's like four o'clock and starts to get dark by half four. It's like fucking yeah. fair, fair days of night. Now, Halloween's now over, so everyone just focus, laser focus on Christmas now. If, if you believe what some of my, like my siblings and some people work to believe, Christmas is next week. It's not two months away, it's literally next week. It feels people are used to sort of getting way hyped with Christmas already far too early. Yeah, um, Lorraine's mental with Christmas. She starts picking up gifts like January onwards. So come like oh, yeah, this so time of year, she's now. just yeah, just like a house full of gifts, and you're like, what the fuck? Which is good because it means you're ready for it. Whereas I'm always yeah. like, fuck, it's Christmas Eve, and I've not got a single thing. Well, I've got a single thing, yeah. Children, you're having nothing for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, how does money sound? Yeah, <laughs> um, but no, we're pretty much prepared as well because Lorraine's got foresight which I don't apparently smart yeah. we reached a point I'm totally talking about Chris we, we reached a point this year where um, all my nieces are old enough that they don't want presents they just want money and vouchers which makes life a lot easier oh um, it, it does totally yeah just give me a voucher or give me 50 quid or whatever that's the, right. that, that was so nice um, leaves it feels impersonal but, but it does feel impersonal but in a way also good it just, it just saves so much hassle and time and oh, everything, you know? totally just done and dusted there you go next please I can do it all day long so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down yes. with that. So what what are you drinking tonight, guys? On this lovely oh, oh, chilly Friday night. I'm drinking. So I went, I went to the local co-op the other day and I found this one. I've never seen this before. It's called um, Pelosi Hales Lager, and it's from the the Edinburgh Beer Factory. Um, Ooh. And it's really nice. I've I've never had it, and and I just opened it when we started talking and and had a sip, and it's lovely. It's just like kind of a dead fresh kind of fizzy lagers, I mean, but there's a, a slight mm. sweetness to it that, that just lifts it that wee bit. It's, a really it's not nice heavy beer. like some Scottish, you know, Scottish stuff is no. quite heavy. No, no, it's, it's just like a dead kind of light lager, um, but it's 5.2%, so it's not yeah. anything special. It's just it's really nice. You can Saturday off. Yeah, so Pelosi is what I'm drinking. Um, what are you yes. drinking, sir? Um, I've got a bit of fridge full of it. I'm drinking Brewdog. Punk IPA, the mm. postmodern classic, um, as it will be probably between now and the end of like next year, based on how next my food looks yeah. right now. So I'll be drinking this for a while. You do like your brew dog, so yeah. I do like my you brew do. dog. I have I have a lot of it right now to try and get through. So it'll be um, maybe people stay at some point. Might drink some more of it, but I feel like it, you know I'm the only people I feel that inherit it. Like everyone just gives you cans of it. And you're like fuck. I've got a fridge full of it, and I'm gonna have four cans. Can I know for a fact come Christmas. Again, yep. necessarily. I'm going to get a bunch of it as well, and it's like fucking hell. I'm going to drink. It's just going to bail up and pile up. So, well, it's good, yeah. good for the podcast. It means you've good for the podcast. At least yeah. one, at least one, at least one a week. It will be getting drunk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. You, you do, you do like your brewdog. So that that's a that's a safe bet, isn't it? You can't go wrong with that one as well. I can't go wrong. It's always so yeah. always very always nice. Goes down. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We have we have got shit tons to talk about this week, calls. So we will fire straight into it. Um, I've got nothing cinema-wise to catch up on in terms of like things that you've seen that I've, that not, that I've not seen. So um, we have got one at the end that we've both not talked about, but um, nothing cinema-wise to catch up on. Anything cinema-wise for you that we've talked about in the past that uh, not No, no, I've not not caught up with anything that I think we're kind of up to speed with everything that we've both wanted to see. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll reveal as, as we go. As we go. Cool. So 
Non-cinema viewing calls, let's start with the, the first one. Loki Season 2, Episode 4. Which um, was last week's, not this week's episode. Not this week, I've not seen this week's one. So, Episode 4, I'm struggling to remember what the fuck happened in it, honestly. It, it, um, it's almost a complete non-event in my mind. Like, it happened a week ago, and I honestly could not tell you one thing that happened the, in the episode. The, there's too much flim-flam, I mean, it's too jumpy about and phone stuff out that doesn't really, you know, make the story progress any and it's, it's just a, I don't know it's just kind of too much I think too much for this one mm. um, and especially the shows I mean it's a show do you know what I mean it's like it should be people should be able to step in and watch it and I don't feel mm. I feel like if you weren't initiated you would just be like I don't understand the fucking thing with this um, I'm kind yeah. of finding it hard to keep it up and my kind of Oh, very much so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I kind of I get the events leading up to it and stuff like that in the first mm-hmm. season, and even I'm like, this is fucking nuts. I had that same feeling. I went to cinema this week and I saw the trailer for The Marvels, which I hadn't seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was real worried about that film in the sense of the, the first part of Marvel didn't exactly set Well, they've done really well business with them. They've done like a billion things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that did quite well. Yeah. I get a feeling this one's going to struggle because there's, it seems like a whole plot in it that you need to know stuff from the TV show. Which again, not everyone does. Um, and the TV show has been like the least watched show. That's been one of the least watched shows of the Disney Plus. But it's a shame. I like. I really like that Miss um, Marvel TV yeah. show. I thought it was really well done. Um, yeah. But unless they do some really interesting recap and stuff at the start of to try and like obviously get the audience up up to speed on it, then you can have an audience going like, who the hell are these people essentially? Aye, because even even the Monica Rambeau character, she's only really been in you know a handful of things as well. So she's not in the kind of Ah, she was in one division and stuff like that, so it's like yeah, that's where the yeah. like, stuff came from. So you get two people yeah. whose powers all like emanate from the TV shows, and it yeah. feels like I know that, well, I know that TV shows are meant to become part of the universe and part of the world, but it feels like if you're going to have them there, people need to be able to understand the movies as well. But anyway, we'll find out. But season yeah. four, it was fine, but I'm struggling to remember anything about it, and the, like, kind of that's how I feel about this whole show, to be honest. It's yeah. I enjoy when I'm watching it because I enjoy seeing um, Hud Tiddleston and. Um, own well together. Yeah, yes, and, yeah. And Gugu and Bavroth is also always wonderful to see her on screen. But mm. yeah, just just very blah. Yeah, you've nailed it. When you're watching it, you're enjoying it. But when it's done, it is. It's like you're off doing whatever you're doing, and you're it, it's just gone from the brain. You're, it doesn't hold at all. It's just like yeah, right, okay, cool. And then you watch it the week after we the recap kind of kicks your memory a wee bit and you're like, okay, I'll go to the next one. So, yeah. But there's only, I think, there's only six. There's only two more to go, isn't there? Yeah, so tonight's one that we've not seen yet. That's the penultimate episode. Mm-hmm. And then next week, which makes me think that it's not going to be as big an event as they're, they're kind of making it out to be as well. Do you know what I mean? Because they've got a lot of up. So I think it's going to yeah. squib at the end, possibly. Possibly. We'll find out Maybe. in the next mm. few weeks. Um, yeah. yeah, so Loki Season 2. I also watched um, on Paramount Plus. I watched the Millie Vanilli documentary. Oh, I'm intrigued because I remember this. I was that last week. I was there. I was there. I lived through this. You lived through this. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Millie Vanilli, for anybody who doesn't know, are a, a, basically a German-French duo who had a couple. Of, I, I didn't realize how fucking massive they were. They were huge. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Like, very, just very pretty, massive. Very pretty, pretty boys. Very as pretty looking. Very pretty looking boys. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very, very. Um, Desirable, we'll put the word for. Mm. Um, and they were this sort of like pop rap band almost kind of thing, sort of like disco type mm. stuff almost. Yeah. Um, and eventually, basically, they found out that they were miming um, on yeah. stage and their whole career fell apart because of that. What I didn't know about it was that everybody knew from the word go they were miming. It was almost like it wasn't a secret. What fucked them over was they won a Grammy. And that's what pissed off a lot of people because they won a Grammy for like best new artist or something like that. Mm. And they beat like, I think they beat like the Indigo Girls and they beat a couple of artists and you're going like, but they're actually singing, they're actually doing all shit and you're giving it to something that's um, that's essentially a lie. And that's what but pissed people off. Did, right, so, did, so I know they mimed live, but the recorded stuff, was that them? No. Or, or, so none of it was them at all. They, were, they were basically, they were the face. He's done it before, it. but he's done it with them. Um, who's the band? Oh, they were in the show because they, they showed it. And uh, has they done that Rasputin song? Boney M. Boney M. Yeah. Like, there's tons of people. Boney M. The guy in Boney M was couldn't sing either. Apparently, he was just like a front man. 
The guy who's the producer of it, he'd done this before. That, that was his sort of thing. He would find people who were very pretty to look at and would get yeah. had this sort of like flamboyance. Didn't have the voice to back it up and we just overdub it to, to get the um to get to sell it essentially. So it's it's interesting because it's all about their rise, their fall, but it does ask deeper questions of the industry was quite happy to go for it until sort of like it became not a joke. If that like yeah. everyone's aware of the joke and then it, until it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And the idea of them being like legitimized was what annoyed people. Because um, like they, they do, a, they sing a song at the Grammys the year they win, and they do like a whole big stage show, and you see the the audience is laughing at it because all industry professionals who they know when they see bullshit and they can tell it's bullshit, and they're all kind of laughing at it, going, "This is why are we watching this?" It's, it, it felt really silly, and this was obviously before a time when lip syncing became a thing that people just accept. Yeah, yeah. What is this shame though? Is um, and it's kind of weird, but I think. There's a talent to be able to lip sync and I mean obviously they could dance and all that as well. Do, do you know what I mean? So they weren't like I think that's talentless I think that's hacks. Yeah, they were hacks in the sense that they weren't hacks in the sense that they could they had a talent that they yeah. that they like they maximised what they could do. I think it was the idea that they became they were put forward as real artists. Yeah, and that's yeah. where the, the bottom fell out of it. it like they flew oh. too close to the sun. They tried to almost they believed their own hype. And that's where it, yeah. you know, because soon someone said, apparently it's all in the state, like some re- the record producer at the company they were, they were on put it through. He probably he didn't know it was miming or he was unsure about something. So he put it forward for a Grammy and it got right. nominated. And perhaps you're like, you, the record company, like, what the fuck are you doing? We don't want people scrutinizing this shit. You know, like, we're quite happy making fucking millions and millions and millions. Don't let people look at it. But it's an interesting documentary because, like I said, I didn't know much about it other than the punchline of the Melly Vanilli. So, but it's like yeah. an hour and a half long. It's on Paramount, and for what it is, I, I enjoyed it. What well, does it cover like, the aftermath as to how that yeah. affected them? Because I don't ever really know what I know it was all exposed, and then that was it. It was like, but I don't know how the impact it had it on their lives now. Just kind of yeah. in obscurity, um, really, um, and made a lot of money off it still, and just so quite happy living one and living in Amsterdam, quite content. All one passed away, I think, quite recently. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it's like it's not really it's harmed them in the sense that they're a national a worldwide joke for what yeah a long time. But it felt so odd because like it felt like the the hoopla around it was so much bigger than it really should have been, you know, yeah, based I, on what I, it was. Definitely, yeah, yeah. You know, you get like sure. I know people who right now who are way, who are paying to see like the S Club Sevens who are reuniting and they've openly said when they come out the lip syncing, but people are still yeah. paying for it. I think again maybe it's idea of like if you know up front the lip syncing, you're fine. But if you don't, then it's then it's yeah, don't don't who's wink is possibly Aye. possibly. Um, but um, interesting, yeah, because let's see, I do I do remember it like being in the news and stuff like that, and I did yeah. quite like a few of the songs as well. Do you know what I mean? And I didn't know they were doing it until I was like written years old. Fuck, are they? But again, my my reaction was like, as you're saying, like me. Do you know what I mean? It's not the fucking end of the world. Do you know what I mean? Aye. Yeah, people did lose. People did lose their shit. Um, wait, I've I've got a wee surprise. I'm going to throw in so. On Halloween, uh-huh. I went to the Panopticon and I watched right. The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Oh, the, the original vampire movie, one of the original vampire films? No, 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 no. So that this is a, from 1920. Um, this is a German Wrong impressionist. Um, no, no, German impressionist film. Um, okay. About a man who has control over a sonomulist, is it called? Yes, yeah, son- sonomulist, um, who can predict the future, but murders start happening mysteriously. Oh. Um, and and it's, it's it's that tale. And it was fucking rather wonderful um, because the yeah. sets were almost like someone had just been let loose with some cardboard boxes and, and felt their pins. Um, so it was these like very, very like, kind of dreamlike cardboard sets almost. Like they'd be in like a German village and it was like one street with like a big cardboard mountain in the back. Do you know what I mean? Like almost like, like a stage almost like set. Go play almost. O- almost, yeah, but but it, it really, really, really worked because it, it, that's just that was the whole style it was going for. And it was right. so dreamlike and, and, and fucking fantastical and wonderful and it was it was a 
an amazing experience. Um, and there was the, the wee six-piece orchestra as well, the kind of nice. flute, piano, cello, violins, and stuff like that. So it was it was really good. The ending confused the fuck out of me. I didn't get I didn't get the ending. It had to be explained to me. It's pretty much Shutter Island ending, which I, I didn't get. It was right. like a, 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 I don't understand, and she had to explain it to me. And I was like, ah, Unlike okay. Chuck Island, where it's very obvious from the almost opening scene what the story is. Well, I, I'm a bit of an idiot sometimes, not always, but, okay. but yeah, um, but but yeah, it was just the same idea. Is you know, it's we're all and we're all crazy here, that that kind of yeah. thing. But if you get a chance, watch it just for how stylized it is. Like I've never seen anything like it. Um, oh. It's just fucking, you know, everything's at weird askew angles. Like the doors are like kind of lit. lit narrow yeah. triangle shaped stuff like that just just really really weird and strange and unusual um but yeah great film um so over 100 years old and still still fantastic well done a nice, a nice yeah. one um i will continue yeah. slightly on the horror theme call and um, something i watched on tv i finished season five um of what we do in the shadows it dropped mm. i think on last thursday and i finished it we finished within a week with me and my good lady we adore what we do in the shadows um, and season five is another bag of wonderfulness um, casting great stories are very funny very silly maybe not quite top level that they have in the past when I mean, it's like there's some really it's like the like sort of top level mm. episodes but all very very good episodes and had me continue laughing because again I just like hanging out with the vampires they're, yeah. they're all exceptionally entertaining um, Matt Berry has a delivery that is for the ages in this Um and just yeah, just one. If you've not seen it, the full four five seasons are excellent, um, and and well worth a, a look. I need I need to take it. I've done season one. I do need to go back. To, uh, does Taika still have his hand in it? He I think possibly directed a couple of episodes. He's definitely a producer on them, and mm. he appeared in season one or two. I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a few episodes. Um, yeah. And so is the other guy. Um, who's the other guy Who's the other guy from Flight of the Concords? Oh, this is uh, uh, I can't think he's the only one who's in. Oh, J- Jerome, or not him? Yeah, no. he's he's actually. Oh, right, right. Oh, that's right. Okay, that's Jerome. Yeah, he's right. a, he oh, pops okay. up there as well. Just Jerome asked point. about Taika because it, you're saying like, that you know that, that so it's five seasons and it's still fucking landing, but mm. there's all stuff I've seen of Taika recently where he seems to be not on on form. Do you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. He seems to be inconsistent. I think Pike has only missed so far as being Blood, uh, Thunder, Thor, Love and Thunder. Yeah. He's been a major whiff. Um, yeah. But no, it, like he's, it's definitely it's, it's taken their premise and it, there's a different writing team everything involved. But they, they very much still belongs in the world of what we're doing in the shadows. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, it I doesn't feel out of place. Yeah, I very I much enjoyed it. Um, we've almost finished Mr. Mercedes. We've got one episode to go, so we're on to the, the, the very, very final episode. Um, nice. First two seasons are, are phenomenal. Like, like fucking, you know, nine out of ten easily yeah. for the first two seasons. Third season it really seems unnecessary. It's, it's been quite right. a kind of, you know, watching it to get to the end of it instead of, you know, watching it to, to savour it. Um, mm. So it, I think they've realised that they weren't something big with the first two seasons, and it's that. Let's do another one. Do you know what I mean? Whereas you should have just because yeah. they could have stopped it too, and it'd have been you know it's wrapped fine. up nicely, and they've just pushed out this third season, which is kind of soured it a wee bit, but mm. um, still still wonderful viewing. And Mister Gleason is just that man's a craftsman, so he is. Yeah, he doesn't he, have to deliver at any point, does he? No, he, he, he really, he, he really, he's got so much fucking gravitas and pathos. His acting is it's, it's fucking amazing. So he's, he's, he's great. Watch it when you get a chance. It's really good. I shall. I shall. Do you enjoy um, Anything that. else of interest you watched on TV, Colsey? Um, and we watched Bram Stoker's Dracula as well. Um, that was Lorraine's Halloween choice this year. Um, I've realised I've never. Um, <laughs> I've never rated this film and. Do you, do you know what? It's a six out of ten film, I think. We are talking it's, about the Coppola one, yes, you watched. Yeah, yeah. Visually, it's amazing, but when you throw things like Keanu Reeves in there, it you're like mm, mm. Keanu has limitations, and, and this is not has he's not batting his finest at this point in time. Yeah, very. But it was it's still a great, a great film, and I like watching it. But it, it is starting to age now, um, and I know it's a period piece, but you're still starting to see that it's aging. And yeah, Keanu and maybe Sadie Frost are the kind of weak links as well. I'd say. Um, 
Um, so I mean, six out of ten. Oldman brings it home. Oldman doesn't. Yeah. He brings it home. Yeah. Um, Oldman and Hopkins. Uh, no, Hopkins is in that one. Hopkins in it. Yeah, who is always he's Hopkins. He's wonderful, and Carrie always pops up as well. Really Does um. Want to write the pop up? Ah, she's in it as well. Yeah, she, she she's the uh, Mina Mina Harker character. Um, she's uh-huh. she's good in it as well. Um, but yeah, yeah, just Keanu. But I think um, Capola said himself like he, he cast Keanu because he was at that point in time, you know, the, the pretty boy that was popular. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. based on his acting abilities. Um, so, in Monica yeah. Bellucci's in it as well. She plays um, Dracula's wife. Ah, oh, just start. Okay, right. Okay, that that, that makes sense. Uh, Bill Campbell's in it as well, the Rocketeer. Yes. It's, it's, and Richard Richard E. Grant as well. Tom Waits. Yeah, it's yeah, actually it's a, good a cast. stellar, stellar cast, has, but, but it is it is aging a wee bit. Must say. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's one of those films where I've, I know I've seen it, but it's not one I've visited again. And it, I think it almost gets lost in the interview with the vampire mix. Like you know, I, I almost like mix the two of them up a little bit. I know they're completely different films, but almost yeah. the. I almost have like confuse the two of them sometimes. Yeah. No, I can get why because they were kind of similar kind of times and stuff like that as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, kind of you know fuss about them and stuff like that. So, but yeah, we we watched that as well. And uh, the last one that before we might probably stuff we've both seen. There's a wee short I stumbled across on Disney called Wave. Have you seen this? Don't know if I have. No. It's like 17 minutes or 14 minutes. As I was just browsing, getting ready to watch Mr. Mercedes, and Liam was in the shower and. I seen this wee short, and, and basically the premise is that this guy um, gets taken, gets beaten up, wakes up in hospital after five years in a coma, and he's speaking a language that no one knows what it is apart from him. Oh. So he's like kind of living this isolation because people don't know what he's saying and just mm. gibberish. Um, he posts it on YouTube. Um, he gets mocked a lot of kind of hate, you're a for hate and stuff like that, and then eventually someone else speaks a language, they hook up together, turns out the other person's an asshole, um, and then he starts to get lots of love on the internet channels, like saying you're amazing and stuff like that, and then it ends. So I, I'm not really sure what it's saying, but, but it's, it's yeah. nicely shot. Do you know what I mean? It's quite kind of sweet and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? The guy, the main character's got a wee kind of sweet face, and you're like, oh, mm. do you know what I mean? But it's a weird wave. It's called 17 minutes on Disney+. Plus. I'll have to look for it. If you get a chance. Yeah, yeah I'll look for it. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Carry on, um, sir. <laughs> Michael, let's, let's talk movies then. There's a lot of movies. I've been watching a lot of movies this week, so we'll try and get through as many as possible. Um, some will be quicker than others because you've not seen them. Um, first one, Netflix, is one called Pain Hustlers, um, directed by David Yates, who directed Fantastic Beasts and Harry Potter, Half-Blood Prince and Deathly Hallows and Tarzan. He's a director that I find visually as boring as sin, but he is directing this film right now. Um, so in the film, it's basically about working mother... Can't get a can't get a break. She's working as a stripper. She's working. She's doing everything. Gets picked up by a medical company who are going to try who are basically trying to sell drugs to doctors. If they can get the doctors to basically push these drugs around different drugs, they can start making millions. It's said just prior to the opioid um um like boom because they're, they're not mm. opioids. I don't think they're trying to sell something else, but similar. It's in a similar vein to that. Um, yeah. Naturally, doctors take these pills, start getting to their, their consumers. Everything's going great until it's not, not going great. People are hooked on, people <laughs> are dying, um, and the money, all the money they were making, suddenly the bottom falls out, and it's a, the collapse of this industry and the the, the moral roller coaster you go on. You know, if you're making money from doing bad things, you know, how do you deal with it? That kind of thing. So, um, is it uh, based on true events, or is it? Uh, I think yes, very much based on true events. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, and it's only got Emily Blunt. Um, Chris Evans, you've got Andy Garcia <clears throat> playing at the head of the company. Catherine O'Hara plays Emily Blunt's mother. Um, you've got Jay Duplass popping up in it as well. Uh, Brian Darcy James and Chloe Coleman. Um, so it's a very, very decent cast. It's... Mm. Have you seen this yet? No? No, no. I know no. of it. I was, I was tempted the other night, but um, life got in the way. It's, it's very much retreaded ground. We've kind of seen it all mm. before with that um, Disney documentary one, the one or Disney miniseries with Michael dope. Keaton with his dope sick. The dope, dope, dope sick, that's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen it with that, and it, but it's trying to bring a kind of Wolf of Wall Street style to it, you know. Mm. Um, and like I said, David Yates for me is a director who has got really no visual flair whatsoever. And Martin Scorsese can pull off that because Martin Scorsese's got the flair and the panache and he's got the talent to do it. David Yates is what you bring in. Is he's a working director. He he will get the picture in 
on time, and it'll all be in frame. But is there anything interesting about it? The answer is no. And this very no. much continues this. Um, so he and so he's trying to do a bit of like a Sorsese, um Adam McKay type thing. You know, McKay done with um, kind of fast punchy, yeah, yeah, big short kind of thing. Um, yeah, there are some good points to it. Like the story's well told. You know, it's, it's just not particularly visually interesting. Um, or with visually interesting things they try to do just don't really come off right. Um, Emily Blunt is always very good, but her accent yep. in it is very distracting because she is all over the fucking place. She's supposed Ooh. to be from, like, I think, from, from kind of Southern America, like sort of like one mm. of the kind of Arkansas states, kind of places like that. And her, her accent takes a wonder. It is fucking all over the place. <laughs> it is. It goes on a road trip, you know, for most of the film. Um, which is not normally the case. Emily Blunt's normally very good with the accent. Mm. You know, she's normally very mm-hmm. solid. It's very, again, yeah, I totally is. Cuba director, you know, who's not willing to step in and go, you know, try again. Chris Evans is enjoying being non-Captain America now. Like, he's enjoying yeah. playing roles that aren't, you know, he's to, to different things. And he plays like a bit of a, an asshole with a kind of heart of gold, but is kind of still an asshole. Um, and he's from Boston, so he gets to do his own, well, not his own accent, but like sort of the accent he'd probably been around a lot as a kid. You know, it's when you hear yeah. Boston, it's like, it's, he, you can see he's reveling in doing this kind of role. So he's, he's having a yeah. lot of fun as well. Does struggle in the middle, spins his wheels a little bit, and it, opioid addiction, obviously, it's a very, it's a tragic thing, and it's just obviously a massive story. This doesn't really find a new angle into it. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I feel like I'd seen it before. What was that one we saw recently, and it was like, it was, oh, no, I'm mixing up with something else. But yeah, it's just, it, there has been a lot of these because th- that dope six spawned a few more as well. So it is uh-huh. like th- th- you know there is. There's only Mark Broderick out just now. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. There's another one as well. I'm sure we saw it. it was like it's a guy, it's a woman from Gone Girl, and it's one that she's playing like a pharmaceutical person and she's like pushing drugs or something. If I remember rightly, yeah. I'm totally blanking on the name of the film, but it's something that well, it's been kind of done before and it's just the angle of it is not that interesting. Um, enough to, to like I get why they went why they're, why they're doing it it's, it's furrow ground to try and like you know to, to use but is it interesting ground now you know compared to what we've done it's been done before I care a lot it, was, it wasn't about bit that was about the nursing homes but it's mm. kind of the same idea of yeah, a, bad, yeah. a good person possibly doing bad things because, yeah. you know so it's, it was fine. Six and a half out of ten. It's not bad, but That's it's not... Not yeah. bad. Not it's bad. Possible. You've got Emily Blunt's good. Andy Garcia's a lot of fun in it as well, because he's Andy Garcia. Yeah. yeah. Not enough Catherine O'Hara, I am either. But um, yeah, Andy Garcia has his kind of moments on, you know, it's, it's, it's fun. He's having fun. He's doing that just now. I've noticed with Garcia, he's stepping into movies for ten minutes, having a way of time, and he just... Walks his off. Do you know what I mean? That, that seems to be his, his thing just now. He's just found this nice, you know. I'm old. I know I'm old. I don't want to stretch myself. There's yeah. your 10 minutes at Andy. See you later. Yeah. Maybe done that. He's done the 10 minutes in the Ghostbusters. Um, yep. Yeah, he turned up that one. He turned up in uh, Mamma Mia for like 20 minutes and fucking stole the film. As much as you hated it, the Expendables as well. Do you know what I mean? So he's just. That's up in that as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it just, it just goes away. He gets his paycheck, but he doesn't phone it in. Do you know what I mean? He, he, He's Andy Garcia, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, it's probably, yeah. Garcia does Garcia things. Uh, <laughs> it's, on, it's on Netflix. You'll probably end up watching it on some random Friday night. You've got nothing else to watch, so, but it is there. Uh, yeah. so you can watch that. Cool. Last one I'll talk about that you've not seen, and we'll go very quickly on it, is one called BSI, um, directed by Trayvon Free and Martin Desmond Rowe. Um, these are the two guys done that shot that's on, I think it's on Netflix. It's Two Distant Strangers, the time loop one. Remember, it's a guy wakes up and he's... He, African-American guy wakes up and downstairs out his apartment and he runs into the cop. I've and not seen that. I remember you were very, talking about it before. It's a really good yeah. time. It's only about mm. 15. I think, it won, I think it won the Oscar for best um, like live-action shot. Really, really, really mm. well done. Um, so this is it's on Sky Docs just now. Um, it's about the Bishop Sycamore High, which is basically a school that wasn't a school. This guy basically had this idea of um, making a school up, essentially. But Rather than having the school first and then have an athletics program that then funds the school, you can basically have the, the only have the athletics program because then if he gets on the 
the train for that. It can make millions out of like cause American in America, high school athletics or high school football is huge. It's massive. It's right. one of the biggest. Yeah, yeah. It's a multi-billion-dollar industry. Um, so he starts by basically using this as a way to get he gets kids in. And he says like, if you play from this, you'll get entry into the Ivy League schools and the top-level schools. So it's basically a con and a, yeah. it's not a pyramid scheme. It's just a con essentially. You're yeah. a con artist. Um, because they're watching it for about, an, about I think it's about an hour and 50 minutes and I think it's in the last 10 minutes he basically goes I don't know why I'm doing this interview I probably shouldn't have been saying all this stuff and you kind of watch I was watching it for the first hour and a bit going yeah motherfucker you're like, there's, like everything you're saying <laughs> this now is utterly Im- implicating you in what you're doing yeah. but how it is basically is he did things that there was no rules against but they didn't have rules because no one thought anyone would be fucking insane enough to do, to it. do it, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like, there's no law saying you can, you shouldn't hammer a hammer a, a nail into your hand because yeah. why would you do that? Yeah. So it's like, anyway, like, why would you start a school with no school out of a hotel in order to get into American football program? And I thought, and it's only because he'd done it that there's now people going like, maybe we should maybe look at this. But it's like, why would you try that? It makes no sense. Um, Did he get away with it though? For a while, and essentially yeah. got his team on. It, it, it basically got found out because they get much like Millie Vanilli. Actually, he flew too close to the sun. He got him. He got his team onto um, like national television, like on mm-hmm. like so sort of ESPN playing against the top level school um, right. and and high school in the in the country who are basically they're they're all geared towards only sports and like NFL players all come from this and stuff like that. And that's where they that's mm-hmm. where they all go to school. And essentially, they got absolutely fucking destroyed to the point where people were going, it was like laughable to watch. And it, people kind of going to say, like, these kids don't look like they're set for this game. Like, they're going to get hurt because the kids who they're playing against are like, they look like men, you know, they're, yeah. they're, they're kids. But equally, the team that was the fake team, there was guys now who were definitely not high school kids, <laughs> but they're getting schooled by 16 year olds who are like fucking just way better than them. Um, well, so that's how they get found out by just like flying too low. And it caused a big investigation because like the, the, the state was annoyed at it and stuff like that. So it's very unflashing. It's telling. It just lets the story do its work. Um, there is a couple of key players missing because it's ESPN's missing, who are the people who put it on TV. And they didn't vet anything. They didn't check anything before they put it on TV, and, and it's, that's what sort of caused the backlash on it. Um, and also the fancy school they play, he's doing it to try and emulate them. They're, they they don't talk on the documentary. It's just you see like sort of promo footage of them. I've been yeah. interested to hear their side of it because like they're the ones who they play school they play, how they feel about it and how they were like, sort yeah. of as well. Um, kind of wraps up in an unexpected way, but and it's kind of unfulfilling, but kind of isn't life unfulfilling in many ways you know it's like you don't always yeah. get a nice tight bow wrapped on things uh, it's, um, it's not neat and tidy yeah 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 but it's an interesting document and it lays stuff out you don't have to be a sports fan to watch it it, it totally works at, even as a non-sports fan yeah. and i don't really know i don't, don't know much about american football at that level at high school level and it was like you know it's all very you know, it's, i know it's big but that's mm. as far as my knowledge goes so it, it's an interesting kind of just Feels very alien watching it. Like I don't really, I, I can't really compare it to anything that could happen in Britain. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it, it sounds like a pure fantastical story, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. Like, it, 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 there's, there's definitely a story to be told there. Do you know what I mean? Aye, but the guy yeah. is a con man. Like at the highest, he is yeah. an absolute con man. Um, yeah. Yeah. Your chance to watch it. It's worth a wee, a wee gander. Um, if you get, if you get time. Out of ten, what would you give it? Seven out of ten for that one. No, oh, not bad. Not bad. Okay, I might. Yeah. Dip my toe into documentary for you, possibly. Yes, but maybe. Um, <laughs> from that cause, let's go on to movies we've seen in the cinema. So let us start with one that's in the cinema right now. It is the another video game adaptation. Um, mm-hmm. Something that's never really a hallmark of quality. Um, the Last of Us does buck that trend, but it, it had a lot of talent behind it. We're yeah. talking about Five Nights at Freddy's, directed by Emma Tammy, who directed a film called The Wind. The plot of this one is there is a amusement hall essentially that there's a security guard works in that over five nights and then the five nights there is a bunch of animatronics that come alive and begin to kill people and um, because they're inhabited by something we won't mention because it's a spoiler um, at the same time he is also trying to go into his own dream reality his dreamscape to try and figure out who kidnapped his um his brother, brother. Like yeah. 12, your, your brother is 12 years old 
Um, yeah. So that's, that's that is basically part of the film. As yeah. insane as that sounds, that is a that yeah. is a part of the film. Um, you've got Josh Hutchinson in it from Hunger Games. Um, you've also got Elizabeth Lale, um, Matthew Lillard, Mary Stuart Masterson, um, and Kat Connor Sterling as as a young um, girl, and I believe um, she's a, the, the sort of the adopted sister, uh, the sister of the main character who he's yeah. looking after. Um, I've talked a lot, Carl. What do you think of this one? I was excited for this. I've never played the games. I know the games are quite a phenomenon, and I think there's like yeah. fucking eight of them now or something. So that there's yeah, loads of spin-offs and all that as well, and it's still popular, um, albeit amongst a younger audience. It did think they became kids' games now. Um, yes. So I was quite interested on the premise that I knew about the games. I knew roughly what the story was, and I was hoping for you know like quite an original horror movie, mm. and I didn't get a horror movie at all because it's not a horror movie. Um, I think in America this is squarely aimed at the PG-13 audience. Um, usually when they come over here they become a 15. Mm. Um, but yeah, you can see who the audience is for this and it is aimed at, you know, like the, young, the younger teens, I would say. Um, no real frights in it. Um, it was nice. The animatronics were nice because um, I think it was Jim Henson and yes, his team that done not CGI done, as all, as all yeah, yeah it's all all real but but and I get I don't want to spoil it too much but they're, they're very kind of slow and shambling and don't really have much in the way of menace I did I didn't find at all um it it shifts a lot yeah because it, it doesn't know are you you know a stuffed bear horror movie or are you somebody trying to solve a mystery movie what, what are you mm. it doesn't kind of sit yeah. anywhere it just kind of floats about. Um, it tries to throw in jokes where it probably shouldn't um, and then when it tries to be serious as much as I like Josh Hutchison I think he's an amazing future man and stuff like that I don't think he's an actor that's able to carry off a range of emotion at all mm-hmm. um, you know he, he's either I'm trying to think he's got one kind of look throughout the movie really do you know what I mean he has he's, yeah. he's just does just, just one you know I'm sad and, and that that's all I can do um, highlight of the movie of course Matthew Lillard um, but he's not doing anything you've not seen him doing and screaming and everything because he's Matthew Lillard and unfortunately that's his thing now do you know what I mean so as soon as you yeah. see him in a movie like this you know exactly yes. who he is yeah yeah so ultimately for me it was really 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 disappointing over to you. You're kind. Um, this is, um, <laughs> I was uh, uninspiring, um, at times bad, and at other times fucking horrendous um, attempt at a horror film. Um, there is like zero threat throughout the whole film, you know, no, because the, 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 the baddies are like shambolic, wandering, like that kind of, they don't have any real threat to them. Yeah. And also, it's over five nights. If there was any threat, why the fuck do you keep going back? You know, so. Yeah. Quite it was show. built for a film, it was built for a chapter movie. I, at times I actually forgot. I remember saying, "Yeah, like, at one point in the film, going, what fucking day are we on? What night are we on?" Because it, it felt, yeah. I didn't know where we were. Yeah. Um, it is ridiculously predictable. Like, there's not a single yeah. character into this film. You don't know exactly their motivation and who they are from the moment you yeah. see them. Like, if you're surprised by the Matthew Lillard character, then God bless you. You're, you're you know, you may get something out of this. But if you don't think what you think at the start of the film, you know, it's like. It's, yeah. You know, and the the policewoman who turns up, we go. Well, obviously that's who she is. Yeah. You know, there was nothing subtle about it whatsoever. Um, yeah. There is an interesting, and this is what I'm going to say. It's not. I'm going to give it some marks for this. The backstory of like him trying to find the the the, the cause of his brother's disappearance with the sort of the dreamscape thing. Mm. That was at least genuinely an interesting idea. Yeah, that would have been a better film than. Yeah. The Freddy stuff, yeah. like, take the Freddy stuff out and give us that film. That that's that's a much more interesting also, fucking. Very simply, who was Freddy? Because like there's about five or six different like bears or mm. animatronics. What one's Freddy? If you're gonna call it find find the Freddy, you've got to make the Freddy character at least stand out and be like sort of in some way different. Maybe it talks. Maybe it does something. Maybe it's anything. Yeah. They're all they all get equal just, screen time. There's nothing about yeah, it that makes them interesting. Just all blend in and become. One animatronic animal, do you know what I mean? Yes, yeah. it's, it's a strange. But the, the backstory of what they could dump with Josh Hutchinson character about him trying to find his his um, brother's disappearance, I, I found that at least an attempt at being 
interest and an attempt to try to do something. And mm. as much as it didn't really pay off in the end, it didn't really work overall, I could yeah. see what they're swinging for there. And it made me feel yeah. like an idea that was half-baked and it would probably, like you said, made a better film. It's a bit of a, there's almost like a kind of Doctor Sleep um, vibe yeah. to that. Yeah. It actually works really well. Um, I'm hoping if you are a fan of the game and you watch it, you get something more out of it than I did. Because yeah. honestly, yeah. I, I, I lost count of it and I looked at my watch during this thing. I was, 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 yeah, I was shuffling about my seat and, you know, like, come on, fucking sweet. And it's not a particularly long movie, though, either. No, it, it's it, 90 minutes. It felt like 900 minutes. Yeah, it, it does. You, you kind of hurry up to it. I, I, I did enjoy the, 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 the police officer. I thought she was, I've never seen her before, or not that I can recall. She was, she was a good actress. She was possibly the most convincing actress in it, maybe? Possibly, yes. Um, yeah. But, her character had nothing to it because you knew exactly who she was the moment yeah. she stepped in. That's the problem, is that it, if you're going to write a horror film for kids, then, yeah, it, it's going to be a horror film for kids, ultimately, and it's going to be a diluted, simplified plot that, you know, a 13-year-old can keep up with, and that's right, yeah. exactly what we got with this one. Yeah, it was a bit rubbish, wasn't it? Um, I, gave it a free, I gave it a three, um, just based on her performance and, and Matthew Lillard being in it, but I felt like I was being generous doing that. I was trying not to I think I'm, I'm being generous with a two out of ten, um, and I'm giving it really for the, the kind of backstory thing that actually kind of almost worked, but didn't really work, but at least for an idea. Everything else Ooh. fucking up. Terrible. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that they're, they're looking to boot this into a franchise as well. The guys who've done this are the same, because on the poster it says, from the people who brought you Megan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Had so much energy and was so much fun and, and appeals to the same audience. This did not have any of that at all. Maybe if you play the games, like you say, you might there might be more of a movie there, but yeah. reviews I've read, I, I don't know, a lot of reviews are saying it, it, it deviates for the game quite a lot and fucks with it, and then other ones are saying it, it's a faithful adaptation, so I don't, I, I've not even got that comparison to go away, but maybe if you do play the games, it'll make, make a bit more sense for you. Go possibly. Right, anyway, so probably say avoid fun at Five Night at Freddy's. Um, on to the next one. Yes. I, watched this, I watched this on the same night that I watched Five Night at Freddy's. Colin, you remember this when I'm talking about this. So I watched this the same <laughs> night that I saw Five Night at Freddy's. And that is Retribution, which is on Sky Cinema. Um, directed by the wonderfully named Nimrod Antal. Um, oh, well, who did a film called Vacancy, which I actually quite liked. Armored, I also quite liked that film. And also Predators. Which I genuinely think is a really good Predators film. Honestly, I yeah, really I, I don't mind Predators at all. Yeah, I've, I've got no issue with it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Enjoy it. Um, so this one, it stars, well, not stars, but the plot of the film is there is a businessman who gets in his car. He is doing some shady dealings. The banker doing some shady dealings with the sound of it. And someone has rigged his car to explode if he stops or gets out of the car. So he has to try and figure it of killing other, other members of his banking group. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's driving around Berlin trying not to blow up with his kids in the back of the car while some guy taunts him um, trying to get money off him. Essentially. It's speed versus phone booth. Basically, yeah. It's a, yeah. It's a phone booth that moves. Um, you've, got, <laughs> um, you've got Liam Neeson um, doing his Liam Neeson thing. You've got Matthew Modine doing his Matthew Modine thing that he does now. Um, you've also yeah. got, who it took me a, it took me an age to recognise her, M. Beth David, do you recognise who she was? Yeah, I did, yeah, yeah. I like her a lot. I've, I've always liked her as an actress, and, and I was saddened that she was in this film. Yeah, well, yeah. she is the um, love interest in Army of Darkness. That's where I recognise her from. Yeah. So it was very nice yeah. to see her coming back up again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've also got Jack Champion, um, plays the son. You've got Lily Aspel, who plays the daughter, who I will mention, because she is from Kilmarnock. And you've got Norma Dumezwick, I think, as the... Um, She's the cop. She's the cop, yes. Yeah. Um, this was... <laughs> this is Liam Neeson doing his Liam Neeson thing, okay? So it's, it's yeah. very underwhelming. And I get why he's doing it. He's probably a month's worth of work in Berlin and he got to live in Berlin and he enjoyed it and he made a paycheck out of it. Um, yeah. And this, this is a remake of a French film, I think. It was remade French, in Germany as well. French, yeah, which meant, in meant to be really good, apparently. Yeah. So this is this is the first English remake of this film. It's just joining another joint, another growing list of Liam Neeson action thrillers that are just so interchangeable and dull, and you just 
don't know why you bother, but like, I, I feel compelled to watch. I don't know why. It's um, becoming the annual Bad Liam Neeson film, isn't it? There's like it's one like, of the two. It's annual. Yeah, yeah, just, movie. but you, I, I'm starting to watch them on that so bad it's good basis, which is not where you want to be if you're a fucking no. movie he's, star. He's a man still with talent. Yeah, I think recently when he played that woman, he played the, the guy whose wife's dying, and he saw a woman mm-hmm. he, he went to Italy with his son. The Neeson has still got a range, and he's still got yeah. acting chops to 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 stretch and to show off. And he, what he's done in the past, the man was Schindler, for God's sake. He was also Michael yeah. Collins. So he has got a range of, you know... Yeah, he's Liam fucking Neeson. He's just like, no. who doesn't know who Liam Neeson is? That's the thing. Yeah. Is he's, you know, he, he's a star. Do you know what I mean? The, I, I don't know if, if this declines on the back of those comments he made a couple of years ago, or if it's just Taken's just put him into this box that he can't Taken's, fucking break out of. Taken's in this box where he can make a lot of money doing these roles, I think. Mm-hmm. And he knows that Taken was a shit script, by all accounts. Yeah. And yeah, he's got, yeah, he's got yeah. a stupid idea, but he'd done it anyway. And so I'll see where it goes. And it was fucking massive. And I think that's yeah. gonna, almost, he's almost now, he's a working actor who, from a working class background, he has to say yes to almost everything because it's like, I don't know what my next job will be, and it's like you shouldn't have to. You're Liam Neeson. You can you can pick and choose a lot of what you can yeah, do more to Yeah, you know, stop and fucking read the script, Liam. Read the fucking script before you commit to this shit. It, um, it, it's frustrating. Um, I've also noticed that he's kind of old anyway, but he, he's starting to look old, too old oh, fuck, for this kind walk, of shit as well. Watch him walk up the stairs look fucking painful. Yeah, yeah, you're starting. To, you're like, you can't, you can't do this anymore. Do you know what I mean? You, you're an old man. Do you know what I mean? Look, he picked roles that reflect that. Do you know what I mean? And fucking yeah, mate, in this film, more. he sits in the car for all the film, apart from like the opening five minutes. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's stuck in that car. Um, it, yeah, I mean, I can't. I, I wanted to see it as a, my my reasoning was like, here we go. Yes, it's Liam Neeson time. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is going to be awful. It, it didn't disappoint. No, unfortunately, <laughs> that's the thing is, is you get what you're going to get. Somebody gives you exactly that, and that's frustrating because we we know that there's more there. He's fucking yeah, he's Liam Neeson. He he can do stuff. The man, the man can fucking act. Do you know what I mean? But he's just yeah, he's just raking money and churning out shit. Yeah, it was a real shame. Um, again, it's, I mean, it's not a surprise it was bad, but it was like yeah. it was a surprise it was that bad. And for such he, a high high tension concept film, it, it mm. was so fucking low in drama. Do you know what I mean? You, <laughs> you, you, do you know what I mean? Like you've sucked all the fucking excitement out of it. I don't know how, but you've managed to fucking reverse and jail excitement. Even at eighty-seven minutes long, it still felt slow. <laughs> yeah, totally. Aye, aye, uh. but. Do you know what I mean? The basis, it should be this fucking, like, the way speed was. I mean, this this constant forward moving yeah. thing that, that just builds momentum. And it's just like, you feel like you're stuck in the fucking car with Liam Neeson and you can't get out. I'm like, let me, let me out, please. Even um, Locke yeah. had more, like, sort of tension and stuff around it. You remember that one with, um... Yeah, but, Yeah, even that yeah. had a bit more. That was all set in the car. Um, so, yeah. Fucking... Oh, well, what was it better than Friday Nights at Freddy's. Well... <sighs> Slightly, yeah. MBF was good. Now I'm not going. I'm not going to. She, 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 she rose above the, that scum. For for the, for the two scenes she's in, yes, she did. But for the wee bit she was in it, yeah. She, she you know, I, I think she, I do, I do think she's a wonderful actress. Um, and I always do enjoy seeing her. And I, I, I did get a wee smile when she popped up. I gave this a, a three out of ten as well. I don't know why. That's just. I, I gave it a three. So two films I saw that that night, and I think they barely got to. They got a five out of ten between the two of them. So that, that's, was a shit that's not a, that was not a good Wednesday night or Tuesday night. Yeah. For that. It's not a good Tuesday night for me. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, it was a rot Tuesday night. Well, at least we get a six-month break until the next one. There you go. That's true. And we'll, and we'll enjoy it when that comes out. <laughs> Let's finally run to the last film of the night, which I think might be a recommendation for the week. Um, it's a film you saw about a month ago, and I finally got around mm. to seeing it this week. Um, mm. It's in its last legs in the cinema. Amazing, it's still in the cinema, but happily it is. And that's a film called The Creator. Um, directed mm. by Gareth Edwards, um, who directed Monsters, um, also the Godzilla 2014, and also Rogue One. Um, yep. Plot of this one, it, essentially, it's quite, diff- it's quite, there's a lot of plot, but there's a lot, but not a lot of plot. There's yeah. been yeah. AI was rising. Human, we might start relying on AI for, for a great extent, 
and then AI struck back by bombing Los Angeles, essentially. Mm. Um, and that caused a schism in the world where half the world, basically the western half of the world, decides that all AI must die yep. and they'll go out hunting it. Whereas the eastern part of the, the world, sort of the Asias and your Chinas and all these kind of places, yeah. they decide they want to they want to embrace AI and they want to live with it and sort of treat it as treat it as real people. And yeah, they, and they live like, with it. And, and just to give anyone listening reference, when we're talking AI in this film, we don't mean computers, we're talking like robots. robots. AI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like the robots, yeah. Robot. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but West is War of the East. There's a soldier sent in to basically find the super weapon that will stop that the, 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 the robots of, or the AI has made um, that will destroy the West. Yeah, yeah. He's going to try and kill it. Turns out the, the thing that could kill us is, is a small child, a robot child, yeah. and he basically becomes a sort of like it's lone wolf and cub as he tries to transport this kid across yeah. the sort of a war zone um, and, and dealing with all his emotions and entrenched within that. Try to figure out what do I do with this kid? Who's a good guy? Who's a bad guy? Yeah. I've yeah. had a moral dilemma amongst them in hmm. his, own, his own mind. Um, so in the film you've got John David Washington um, doing doing his um, Denzel. <laughs> doesn't look he doesn't really look like Denzel a lot, but he fucking sounds like Denzel. The, Sometimes the voice is, it certain looks though. Do you know, he'll turn a certain way and you're like, fuck, he, he looks like his dad. But yeah, the voice it's like if you close your eyes, you're like Denzel. Yeah, totally. The voice is so Denzel. It's, it's Denzel at that era as well. It's really quite yeah. it's quite unnerving how much the voice is like Denzel. And yeah. Also, Jim Chan plays a love interest. And you've got Alison Yanni playing a kind of badass marine. Basically, she, yeah, she's basically playing the role that Thingy has in Avatar. Um, oh, what's his face? The the even oh, I can't remember his name. name. Yeah, yeah. The, main, the main baddie in Avatar. He yeah, he's basically yeah. in that role. Yeah. Um, also Ken Watanabe, who we always love to see Ken Watanabe, and Ken, also Ken's who I love seeing on screen. It was so weird seeing him without a beard. Was Ralph Innocent? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, it's so awesome. That, like beardless, he's normally got a full yeah. beard. And it's like, yeah. oh, that's it was. Yeah, um, who are you? <laughs> who are you? Yeah. Um, what do you think of this one, Colsey? I've I've really enjoyed this a lot. Um, I, I took my kid to see this, thirteen year old, and he enjoyed it as well. So that's it's good. one, it's one, you know, that that fucking comforts kids into that kind of genre because it's a hard yeah. genre for kids to, to embrace as well. Um, I do the, the, the kind of weirdest thing about it is that they're kind of selling it as you know really high high concept sci-fi. I don't think there's anything in it that's not been done before. Maybe no, no, not as good because it's it, it's done really really well as the thing. So yeah. it's 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 a retread of kind of different tropes from different you know kind of sci-fi. But it's original it, in the sense that it's not based on an existing idea. Yeah, that, yeah, it's original. Yes. Def, definitely, but visually, um, it, it was absolutely stunning. You know, the the world that the, they gave you was it was a believable world. It looked absolutely gorgeous. Acting wise, it was perfect. And film, the, the the framing, camera work, everything was was spot on. Special effects were, were great on it. Um, so yeah, not original as I think it likes to think it is. Um, and if you're not a big sci-fi fan, you'll probably go in and be like, this is you know, wow, this is fucking I've never encountered mm-hmm. this before. Um, which is a good ride for you to go on, but um, so so well done. So I, I dug it in a big big way. I really enjoyed it. Kind of saggy in the middle a wee bit. Um, I thought, mm. but but I could forgive that because there wasn't many scenes where you weren't you know looking at what the backgrounds, what was going on, and taking it on mm. and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, very enjoyable. I I liked it. So is what I'm trying to say. What did you think? I mean, I can agree with I can agree with you, but there's a, I do have some kind of. Um, caveats to it so the world building that it built the world it builds is, is magnificent it, it's completely believable it's utterly um engrossing and it's it's amazing this film cost 20 million less than expendables 4 wow fucking hell jesus yeah, christ that tells you something you know that's that's, that's nuts something. wow yeah so there you go so it's, it costs 80 million dollars which is fucking not a lot of money for that kind of movie it looks on screen, it looks a lot, lot more than that. I, I'm sort of yeah. fucking like, genuinely mind blown, but but I'm like, yeah. wow, it does a lot with, with, with cash. Yeah, 
Um, so it looks beautiful, stunningly shot, very believable, real alternate history. I'm always a big fan of alternate history. It's all mm. kind of very intriguing. Yeah. Um, what I, where I think it fell down on was, yes, you're right, and I love the fact that it was referencing, it's basically Blade Runner across with Platoon, across with Apocalypse Now, with AI. Yeah. And so yeah. always, where it fell down for me was the human story. It felt to me like an afterthought of, the, he had this idea for a world, which is a great world, a great idea, but the story that was in it just didn't feel supported by the great world it was in. It, 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 what didn't feel, it was not worthy of the world, that's the wrong word to use. It felt like it just didn't quite connect in the way I wanted it to connect um, for a lot of it. And the third act, I thought, felt like a studio note. See, like, the, the whole final yeah. like, sort of half hour, that felt to me like a studio was giving over, like, we need to have some sort of big finish, you yeah. need to do this. And it really yeah. felt completely tacked on and a little bit at odds with the rest of the film. The rest yeah. of the film is quite, there's action in it, but it's quite a slow, methodical De- action. Definitely, aye. It's, 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 it's going up river. It's the Colonel Cuts idea, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's that premise. And then all of a sudden, we've got, like, a really fucking frantic chase movie. Like sort of yeah. like almost in the last twenty five minutes of it, and it's like a heist yeah. movie at one point. It's like that to me. Just that I lost interest at that point. That 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 that, that point didn't really. Judge no, me. it's a big, that, big tonal change. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it felt like a complete shift. It felt like he, he had an ending in mind. The studios went, no, we need something big, and he's he's he has changed. It felt like he changed the ending to all to suit the studio to get the film made, which we all make deals with the devil. You have to you have to make that deal. Um, enjoyed all the actors in it I just I never really connected the story the way I wanted to connect see like I watched um, remember Midnight Special mm-hmm. that's the vibe I got they were trying to go for where I really felt like something towards the kid and I felt something towards the relationship I never really had that vibe throughout it it never really mm-hmm. got me so my heart strength the way I wanted to but mm-hmm. as, a, as a sci-fi movie I really enjoyed it I thought it was really well done mm-hmm. um, just I, I, it was like I said, it's the set. The, the story feels second to the mood and the vibe of the yeah. aura of the world. That that, that yeah. was the only kind of thing that felt that brought it down a little bit to me. Yeah, I, I, I do. We're both kind of of the same kind of fucking ilk for that, as we both enjoy sci-fi. And I think I think it was just appreciation of seeing well done sci-fi. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like kind of Dune as well, do you know what I mean? It's like sci-fi just well done, do you know what I mean? It's like fucking, it's put together well and, you know, you, you, oh. you, you kind of get it. It doesn't feel tacky and cheap and I enjoyed it for that. Um, but, it's something yeah. reverential towards it, but they're all bringing their own ideas to it. Um, mm-hmm. some, like, the, tech, the tech and the, the stuff in the world is great. Like, you know, like that suicide bomber thing they've got, that's fucking great. That was awesome. <laughs> That was nuts, wasn't it? Yeah, that was yeah. Um, that was a really great idea and stuff like I, that. That was a love that here. I do think I do the pacing think. was was weird to say. I thought it sagged a lot in the middle. I kind of, I drifted off the middle a wee bit, and mm-hmm. I don't know if maybe that's why they had the big bang ending. It's like you know we need to fucking yeah. wake people up here. But I found myself in, in the middle. Yeah. I was like you know like kind of focused on fucking what's going on about me rather than the screen at times. Was, it also, it, from a story playing point of view, it had rules that it seemed to ignore when it wanted to. Like, you know, idea like when they first wanted to get this weapon, it's like, don't get caught, don't get seen. And yeah. then you spend the rest of the film just fucking, like, just wandering through and not giving a fuck about that kind of thing. And it's like, and the chase scene never really felt like a chase, like, say, like, again, Avatar 2, the recent Avatar film, where there is a genuine hunt for where the people are. Yeah. They all seem to go where they were. Like, there was never really yeah. any sort of, like, sort of. You know, they would get someone, and ten minutes later, the bodies are behind them again. Yeah, you knew that. Felt... But, but you always knew that was the case as well. It wasn't. You know, yeah. it was never a surprise. It was like, okay, here we go. You know, again. Aye. Um, but overall, so I'm going to give it a seven out of ten because I do think it was a well-made film. It looked pretty. I did like the world. Um, I just think the pacing was slightly off, and yeah, I think you're right with the ending. You know, it, it just kind of takes a tonal shift that, that that just jars you a wee bit and kind of takes yeah. you out of its came before and you're like I don't understand why you've went it's a very slow paced yeah film with a bit some action in it you know like I said I can really describe it the closest I can describe it is, is Apocalypse Now or Platoon yeah. in a sci-fi setting um, yeah, those films they, they have big moments in them but there's a lot of slowness in those films where not a lot is going on um, yeah. so I would, I'm the same 7 out of 10 very much enjoyed yeah. it, but there is caveats to it. I, I like seeing them. I'm glad he's back directing because I know, like, I love Monsters. I thought Monsters was a great mm. movie. Um, yeah. Godzilla 2014 I watched last night and I loved it again. I, I know people didn't jag on that film quite as much as they should have done. I thought it was a great mm. Godzilla film. Oh, um, I enjoyed it as well. Yeah. Rogue One I'm not a huge fan of, but I like I, the I ideas. Like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I like I like him as a victim. I'm, I'm intrigued but to see what he does. I, I think what, what's the, the, the kind of big thing I'm taking from this that, that you've blown my mind away is to make a film like that on that budget. That that's 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 just nothing but, but you know kind of showing his talent. You know to, to fucking do that. That that's that's talent to, to make a film like that on a budget like that is nuts. Yeah, amazing. That's amazing. the thing. Yeah, it shows like that's why whenever I hear like you know like when I'm making like say a Batman film and they're going right it's going to cost 200 million going why why the fuck is a Batman film costing 200 million it should not have to cost that money yeah you know, totally you don't, need, you don't need to spend that kind of money to make those kind of films you know yeah yeah and like, that plus, plus a killer moon which I've heard is great that cost 200 and odd million dollars and, and I'm like I'm fucking stunned to know where the money was to make it to be honest yeah, um, and the names of yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's where I'm like, you don't it, almost if you can make that kind of film for eighty million, there's nothing you can't make of an equal measure. You know, you could make a a daredevil film, you could make a you can make a fucking flash movie for eighty million. Yeah, you can make any. You, there's no reason why you can't. Yeah, and I would say the CGI in this was probably better than most CGI I've seen in Marvel in the past four or five years. And yeah, again, on again, a f- fraction of the fucking budget. Yeah. And I think the big point of this is they're not relying on it. It's it's something that's just mm. there. Now, yeah. What what they do, there is something they do that that makes it cheaper. Like it's not as big a depth to it or something. I can't remember exactly what it is, but anyway, it's, it's very simplified it's um, CGI to make it mm. fit into the world. I'm going to listen to the document, I'm going to listen to an interview with him, and I'll probably get a better, a better world of exactly what it is, but he said himself, it's, it, it's a very simple way of doing CGI that studios don't like to do for some reason, but if you get those results, then what, what the fuck's the problem? But, but, but it works, in, in that kind of film and, and premise, mm. it, it worked perfectly for that. Um, just, just yeah. a really well film. I'll be interested to see. It's one that I think I may be wanting to revisit in a couple of years' time. Um, yeah. Because I, I think it might be one of those ones that holds up and on a second watch and you maybe start to get more from it. I've got I've got a feeling it might it might fare better second time around, possibly. Yeah, I mean, I, I recently rewatched Arrival, um, which I did really, I very much enjoyed the first time around. I'll rewatch yeah. it again and absolutely adored it. So maybe it might be one of those kind of films that the second viewing will just bring a little bit more to it. Yeah, gives you more. But um, still enjoyable. I would say that's that's the movie of the week, which I'm just sad because it's going out to cinemas. But if you do get to see one movie this week, then I would recommend that. Thank you. Thank you. Still, it's still showing like one one screen in the night in, some, in the local Odin to me, so maybe it's still showing some places. Yeah, I think it's, it's definitely limited, but get and see it before it goes. Because it, it deserves a big screen as well. I would say it, it needs to be seen a big screen the first time around at least, yeah. For sure, um, for sure. That is us for this week, because it was a bumper episode with the amount of stuff we watched, but next week it's not quite as much stuff out. Um, the studios are sort of running a bit scared because on next Friday the next Marvel film's out. That's the Marvels. Which, um, I, do you not think it's been very low-key about this one? It's, it's almost they can't like... Promote it. The actors can't promote it. Oh, right, okay, duh, that makes sense. Right, okay. But even in terms of advertising, I mean, as well, it just seems to I'm be... Don't, don't mm-hmm. disagree with you, yeah, it's been very, very... Yeah. Um, but, anyway, we do have a few things. We've got The Royal Hotel, which is a, an Australian thriller set in the outback. Um, with two backpackers in a hotel, which yeah. looks fucking... looks badass, because we have shown a love for Australian film in the past. We are very, I'm very excited about this one. And they do do these films, like, Dirty, nasty as well. Yes. The Wolf Creek stuff like that. They're always just horrible, dirty, nasty films. So that would be amazing. True history of the Kelly Gang, remember? That was a particularly mm. nasty film. Yeah. 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 But still yeah. nasty. Yeah. Um, yeah. They do punk. They, very punk. Um, when you yeah. Come to train, yeah. There's, there's a nasty dirtiness to it that really works for me. Also, speaking of dirty things, um, Bottoms is out. Um, I didn't know anything about this and I've read reviews for it and I have fucking want to see this like in a big uh, this sounds brilliant it sounds it's a, basically a, an all-girl fight club in school essentially yeah. yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i had no idea what it was about i just i just happened to look it up and i read the blurb and i was like I, I'm, I'm there I'm, I'm going to go and see um, this is yeah. the one that i want to see i think um i don't know if, i'm pretty sure i see the, the sydney from the chef from not from the chef from the bear yeah yeah she's oh. in it i think she's also the co-writer of it as well okay cool that'd be interesting but th- this yeah. one is is on my radar in a big big way because it sounds yeah. bonkers absolutely bonkers, bonkers and funny i'm very much looking yeah. forward to it it's one yeah. i'm really i've been looking for it for a long time actually but it's kind of good show in america quite a while ago and people were raving about it so it's taking a wee while to get make its way across the right okay cool the cool so i will yeah. definitely see it next week 100 percent 
So, Bottom's the Royal Hotel. There's also The Old Oak is out this week. That's the last film from... Oh, God. Greta Kez. Oh, shit. I know, I know who you mean. Not not Lynch. No. Don't, don't, don't be sorry. Not Lynch. No. Not Lynch. I know who you mean. Uh, I know who you mean. Garden Sink Drama Man. I know who you mean. Yep. Oh God, no, that's Kitchen embarrassing. Kitchen 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 I don't know. Yeah, everything you see, I can look. She, you come out feeling like you want to just, you know, fucking go out there and protest and and stuff like that. You know, it just, you know, he brings out the humanity in you. And if yeah. he doesn't, then you know you don't fucking deserve to be part of this race anyway. But yeah, yeah. About that, some guy was the guy next to you was saying just typical lefty. Yeah. Yeah, I who, who was saying you know I deserve all to get and stuff like that, and you're like fuck off. It made me really angry. I'm still, I still, yeah, still get angry when I think about it. Yeah, still, yeah. still to this day, I'm very angry. <laughs> well, you know, if you if you're a fucking Tory, why why are you going to watch a Ken Loach film in the fucking Ken first Lynch place? Back off. Do you know what I mean? Stick stick in your fucking lane, sir. Stick in your fucking yeah. lane. Go, you know, aye. go and watch fucking. Go watch Richard Curtis for fuck's sake. You know, don't don't aye. step into my fucking universe. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you bastards. <laughs> yeah, that angered me immensely. That film really hurt us a lot. And to hear that afterwards, I was like, oh, fucking yeah, anger. Number three beers in a movie. Uh, we're on X. Um, we're on Facebook and we're on Instagram so yeah you can yes. find us in lots of places where you can hit all these buttons that put thumbs up and you can type comments and everything so you can do stuff like that and, and talk to us and let us know what you think of our opinions of yeah. life, the universe and everything I've been Colin you've been Richard and we've been Three Beers in a Movie